Wow. I have worshiped today, haven't you? I want to tell you two ways specifically I've worshiped, almost so that I feel like I could just go home right now. Number one, our children. They did such a wonderful job. Pastor Jennifer, Rebecca, Pastor Tyler, thank you so much. Number two is before me today is a fine-looking assortment of youth. I just want to tell you how good it does my heart to see you front and center, and I promise to keep you awake. A recent study placed members of three different generations before a scientist, Gen X, Gen Y, and Gen Z. To each, the scientist asked, what do you want to achieve from a lifetime of work? The three different groups consulted within and of themselves and then told the scientists when they were ready to answer. Gen X said that they decided they wanted to be able to achieve a hefty savings account and to be able to retire comfortably. Very good, said the scientist. Gen Y said they wanted to become famous and be known by people all over the world for the rest of their lives. Quite nice, the scientist said. And then there was Gen Z, who looked at the scientist blankly and simply asked, What's work? (laughs) We all want to possess and feel worth. So much so that we will borrow whatever it takes to get there. And that's where the trouble comes in. In all of our borrowing, Americans collect a ton of debt. Let me start with the financial side of things, as that is the one that is most prevalent. American households carry a debt of $17.29 trillion. That comes to an average of $103,358 per home. To put this in perspective, household debt is more than half of our current national debt of $34 trillion. We are the epitome of the old cartoon character you might remember, J. Wellington Wimpy, whose tagline always was, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Having said that, there is a man who wants you to be debt-free, thus the title of the sermon. He's actually become a personality of sorts and celebrity. Now, I don't agree with all of his antics or advice, but this much I know. He understands the power of debt as well as the freedom you experience when you're apart from it. His name? Dave Ramsey. And through his program, Financial Peace University, he has helped thousands of Americans become debt-free. Now... Ramsey interviews people struggling with debt on his nationally syndicated radio show. His mouth always drops when he hears stories like the following. I bought a $300,000 home on an annual income of $50,000, but now I owe more than the house is worth. Now it's in moments like these that I feel like Dave is a bit too forceful, but His desire, mind you, is for them to live debt-free. Here's how I know. When someone follows his advice, whether it be the debt snowball or the cash-only envelope system, 
and get to that place of being debt-free, they had a celebration. So much so that the person who has achieved financial stability, stability is invited to scream into their phone, and excuse me for doing their impersonation, I'm debt-free! Part antic, but part truth. Living debt-free feels like freedom. If only that freedom could become reality in all aspects of life. We don't just borrow for what we can't afford with money. We do the same with time and relationships. We take on debt in so many ways, and the results, per Proverbs 22.7, is always the same. It reads, the rich rule over the poor, for the borrower is the slave to the lender. We see this in far too many lives. People who are tapping out because they have maxed out their borrowing capacity. Resources are gone. Time is no longer theirs. Relationships are burned. They are the borrowers, and they are the slave to the lenders. If only there was a way to not only feel debt-free, but to live debt-free. If only the emotion of those screaming, I'm debt-free on Dave Ramsey, was true for all of life and was permanent. According to wisdom, which is seeing the world from God's perspective, there is. The greater reason, however, that we are always borrowing for the things we cannot afford is because of a scarcity mentality. Write that down. Scarcity and mentality is defined as a belief that our current resources, relationships, and time can't possibly afford solutions to today's needs. Scarcity mentality is everywhere and is pervasive. Communities, churches, homes, individuals. I would argue that scarcity mentality is in fact a spiritual condition and therefore it needs a spiritual cure. We need God, but moreover, we need to find that God allows us to discover abundance. Write that down. Discover abundance through him in every day. So much so that we would never have to be borrowers or slaves to the lenders again. Now don't worry, preacher's not going off his rocker. This isn't a prosperity message of the gospel. I don't believe in the stick that if you give God a dollar, he's going to give you two. So allow me to clarify. Abundance in God never means extravagance. Abundance in God always means enough. And enough is all you will ever need. Abundance and enough are centric to the gospel of Jesus Christ. When he frequently talked about the kingdom of God, his dream to come into being in this world, it is a place that is debt-free. Nobody is a slave. You not only feel so as to exclaim, I'm debt-free, you are free. It's a reality. Now let's talk about how. Let's begin with your resources. Per Jesus, 
A person correctly invested in the kingdom of God is rich beyond compare. Not necessarily because he or she has money or infinite resources, but moreover, because the money doesn't have them. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24? He said on the Sermon on the Mount, you cannot serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. His words don't make us ask the question, do I have money? But instead ask, does the money have me? If the money has you, it will never be enough whether you are rich or poor. You'll borrow for what you can't afford for there's always something bigger, better, newer, grander, fancier. This is what makes slaves of us all. But when the money doesn't have us, And God is our master. Whatever we have is enough. And that is freedom. So much freedom that whether we are the tax collector named Matthew, who was surrounded by money, we can leave it all in a moment to follow Jesus and become his disciple. So much money that if we only have two mites to our name, like a hunched over widow giving her offering, We can give it all to God and receive the praise of Jesus in so doing. Now that's debt-free living. Let's address next time. A person invested in the kingdom of God has all the time they need today. That doesn't mean we aren't hurried or busied. I know you are. But it does mean that because we have Christ in our lives, we don't have to worry about tomorrow. Instead, we can just be faithful to the now. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6, 33 through 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself each day. Jesus says, has enough trouble of its own. Now, did you hear that? Don't mortgage today, Jesus said, to pay the debt of tomorrow's worry. It'll only end up in default each and every time. Not only will you miss the opportunity to seek first the kingdom of God in the here and now, you'll live into the lie that you can actually control tomorrow's outcomes. And my friends, if 42 years almost of living has taught me anything, you cannot. But God promises that today's faithfulness means that all these things will be added unto you. And that includes tomorrow's solutions and the day after that. Now that's debt-free living. Not only is there enough time for today, but there is an in fact an eternity promised, promised to all of you in the hereafter through faith in Christ. In heaven, the hands to our watches are broken once and for all. We do not mark our existence in eternity by minutes, hours, months, or years. Instead, it's as is described in Revelations 21. It's a new heaven, a new earth, 
where we will all be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He, God himself, will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Whatever you don't feel like you have time for today or next week or next year or the whole of your life, be at peace. Rest assured that in eternity there awaits you all that you will need and more. Lastly, let's talk about relationships. This is perhaps where we borrow the most but realize it the least. If we are not careful, we will treat one another like a charge card, always charging the fulfillment of our hearts to other people. A spouse charges their fulfillment to the other spouse. Parents charge their fulfillment to the account of their children. Students charge fulfillment to their peers. Boyfriends charge it to girlfriends and girlfriends to boyfriends. Friends to friends. Business partners to business partners. Around, around it goes until ultimately people are nothing more than a means to an end. But it doesn't work. You cannot borrow from another person to fulfill your own heart. They are not capable of that no matter how wonderful they are. Students, not even Travis Kelsey and Taylor Smith, who is currently making her way across the Pacific Ocean to be at the Super Bowl tonight, are capable of fulfilling one another's hearts. Sure, Swift can greet Kelsey with an after-game kiss. By the way, is it real? Does she really love him? Will they get married, or is Kelsey just to be the next person on her list where she'll write his name? I guess we'll find out. Not only, friends, will you find that your heart will still yet be unfulfilled, your relationship will be bankrupt. Borrowers will be slaves again, and there will be no easy solution in sight. So let me offer an alternative. Jesus said that relationships are all about deposits and nothing to do with withdrawals. That's why John 13, 34 reads, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must Love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In the absence of italicis, special fonts, underlines, or being able to make things in big letters, Jesus repeats what he wants you to hear the most. Love one another. This is a deposit not a withdrawal, and in that, you will be debt-free. In fact, Jesus says that there is only one person and only one who can fulfill your heart, and that's him. What's more, since he is the Son of God, 
You can charge to him that task of fulfilling your heart, and he will not disappoint you. To say it another way, if you want to borrow from anyone or anything, borrow from Jesus. Why? Because in Christ there is no debt. Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. Your worth is established as priceless, and in the kingdom of God, there is no depreciation. You see, while Dave Ramsey can only have people feel like they are free when they shout, I'm debt-free, the freedom of being debt-free in Jesus is reality. There is no debt Save this as Paul outlines in Romans 13 and 8. Let there be no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. In that, I might add that I think we all have some work to do. For who here, at least if only for today, has not felt the love of God? Then we've got an opportunity. Yes, we are free in Jesus Christ. In him there is no debt to money, time, or relationships. There is only freedom. And since you are no longer borrowers, you can focus on what free people do. They give. They are a prisoner now to nothing save the continuing debt to love one another. So as a people no longer enslaved by borrowing, let me ask this. A question I want you to write down and answer around the table with your family later today. Now being debt-free in Jesus Christ, where and how can you give? Can I repeat that question? Now being debt-free in Jesus Christ, where and how can you give? Is it of your resources? Is it of your time? Is it of your service in relationships in life? This is your freedom. You are a slave no more. May we pray? Our God, through the wisdom of the Proverbs and the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, We break now and forevermore the scarcity mentality that grips us in fear, and we see the abundance that is yours and yours alone. We see the abundance that is in our resources, our time, and our relationships. And we profess that if we are to borrow from anyone, we're going to charge it to the account of Jesus Christ, for he is the one and the one alone that can pay it all. May every heart who desires to charge something to the account of Jesus do so today. May they ask forgiveness for a sin. May they ask you into their heart. May they come forward and simply say, 
I want to be a part of a community of followers of Jesus Christ that gives life to the world. Whatever our response is, O oh God, may we do so in ultimate freedom and with sincere gratitude and thanksgiving. Amen. Reaching for your hymnal, would you please stand and join us in this moment of response as we sing together our praises to God. Maybe stand.